himself interprets it. He says that the sower is himself, the, the, the seed, the sower is, is God and the seed is the word of God and the earth is the ground in the human heart. And St. Paul, he talks about in scripture that he says, we learn that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ sowed the word of God everywhere, in the villages, in the towns, in the deserts, even preaching on the seas and in the lakes. He chose his apostles so that they could sow the word of God. The apostles appointed for themselves successors, the bishops and the priests, who continue in this day, to this day this missionary work, this labor of spreading the seed of the word of God. So the church continues the work of Christ and sows in our hearts the word of God. But when the living word of God is sown in the sinful nature of fallen man, a new life is able to spring up. The ability to receive the Word of God is given to everyone without exception. And the chance to receive new life from hearing the Word of God is given to everyone to the same extent. The main concern of our Christian life consists of constantly working on our hearts, preparing our ground, for receiving the seed, receiving the word of God. We approach this task in many different ways. But we should judge for ourselves into which category are we, which kind of land are we right now, which piece of ground. Some people, some of us are inattentive, scattered, and do not have reverence in front of the word of God. The heart of these people are like this beaten path. No good fruit can grow, because the seeds of the divine word are put onto the ground, but the ground is morally coarse, overburdened by passions, by thoughts, by vices. The soul of these people is like open to all sorts of impressions and thoughts from the world, as if they are always thirsting for new things to entice them. Every good thought that person like this may have is constantly trampled by a tide, an overflow of new impressions and new passions. During the reading or hearing the Word of God, the enemy of the good, the devil, comes to these people and like a thief in the house of a careless owner, carries away the Word of God from their heart so that they wouldn't believe and they wouldn't be saved. So with this type of ground, with these type of people, the Word of God quickly vanishes from their memory. It's forgotten. It's like it wasn't heard at all. So if you imagine yourself, if you, if you may think you're like this, you may hear something holy, you may hear something good, you may hear something that is calling you to repentance or change of life, but I immediately ignore it. Because it doesn't fit with the rest of my life. It doesn't fit with what I want to do. It doesn't fit with the passions that I have. The seed that falls on the stony ground is talking about people who they hear the word of God readily with attention. 
And it may be that this group of people is even sensitive to everything good. But they receive the word of God in a superficial way. In the superficiality of their mind. And they don't allow it to penetrate the depth of their heart. They don't have any root in themselves. The trouble with this type of ground and this type of people, they are impatient, not constant. They're ready to receive the word of God as long as it doesn't require any sacrifices from them. Under favorable circumstances, they will believe. But under unfavorable circumstances, they betray their faith. It's easy for me, for example, to be long-suffering or to not sin in my anger when no one is making me angry. It's easy for me to follow the morality of the Christian way until those around me in my life are tempting me to do otherwise. They do not want to change their way of life in order to be worthy of the kingdom of God. They don't want to carry on a spiritual struggle, the unseen warfare. They do not want to go on to the narrow path. When a little bit of affliction occurs, they're not prepared to be patient. You know what our Lord Jesus Christ says, take your cross and follow me? These type of people are the type of people that they take their cross and immediately, when the guard starts getting heavy, they'll just throw it. They say, this is too heavy. And they'll let down their cross. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He says, only he that endures to the end shall be saved. We have to be careful for this type of ground, for the type of people who, yes, we get so fired up about something. Maybe we hear a sermon. Maybe we listen uh, to, to somebody speaking. Maybe we uh, read from the Bible. And we resolve, I need to change my life. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to act differently. But then the minute I, I, I come run into a problem or an obstacle, I quit. This is the stony ground. The seed which fell among the thorns is those people who the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word of God. So those people will hear the word of God, they'll understand it, and they'll take it to heart, and they'll begin to live according to this word. But very quickly, our lives work, the cares of our lives attack them or life's momentary pleasures of every single kind snatch them. While the Word of God, which barely had just like a small place to grow, is oppressed and choked by these manifestations. And so then there's no ability for the Word of God to produce fruit to eternal life. Because these people are gathering fruits for their temporal lives, for their lives on earth. I think actually there are more of these type of people than any other. The Word of God speaks about heavenly blessedness. But those people are looking for earthly blessedness. They're looking for earthly blessedness. And sometimes they think about this. They think like, we're going to receive the good things in heaven someday. But the world is giving us good things now. Or some may, people might think to themselves, yes, I do need to repent. I'll repent when I get older, after I'm done enjoying my life. Forgetting perhaps that in old age you might not have either the strength or the opportunity to repent. Lastly, the seed that falls on the good ground are the people who they heard the word of God, they receive it, they keep it, 
and they resolve to follow it, and they offer the fruit of good deeds. They receive the fullness of the knowledge of the divine truth through hearing and reading the word of God. And when they come to know this truth, they listen to the voice and they serve it. These people are the ones who follow the words of St. Paul, where he says that hearers of the law are not justified, but the doers of the law are the ones who are justified. The word of God, the seed that is spoken of in the parable, is not something external or foreign or alien to us. As Orthodox Christians, we have received the fullness of God's truth, the mystery of the kingdom of God. We put on Christ in our baptism. We were sealed by the Holy Spirit in chrismation, nourished by the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Christ Himself forgives us when we repent in confession. In His body, the Church, we are taught the whole and complete faith of the Apostles. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, the saints, who inspire us by their example. In every divine liturgy, we join them and the entire heavenly host in the worship of the Holy Trinity. There is no question that we have received Christ our salvation, our fulfillment. There is a question, however, about how we're going to respond to this. How we're going to respond to what we've been given. Will we take our faith for granted and decide that there are more important matters than prayer, than repentance, than serving others in the name of Christ? Are we going to allow our spiritual lives to become sick and weak and ultimately die because we're too lazy, or too distracted to fight our passions, to accept the healing strength which our Lord Jesus Christ gives us through the church. Will we rest being content, having produced no fruit for the kingdom? If we're doing these things, we betray and reject Christ and shut himself, Him out of our lives. St. Paul warned us about this in the letter to Titus. He says that we should watch against foolish disputes, pointless arguments, or anything else that distracts us from good works, from meeting the urgent needs of others, from bearing fruit in the Christian life. We don't have to be scholars or experts in the New Testament to know that St. Paul was always writing to the churches to remind them to focus on Jesus Christ. Turn away from the things that tempt us to keep us away from faithfulness to Him the things that threaten to waste our time and our energy, anything that separates us from the Lord, from our loving relationships with our brothers and sisters, and from the building up of the church. So the question that we all face, no matter what particular set of challenges we face in life, is whether we are going to grow into the full stature of Christ and bear fruit. Are we going to build into our daily schedules opportunity to find strength from the Lord through prayer, through Bible reading, through fasting, through service towards those around us? Will we repent through confession on a regular basis whenever we are aware of sin in our lives? Barring extraordinary circumstances, will we attend liturgy on Sundays and feast days? Will we do everything that we can to direct our attention towards God and away from anything that inflames our passions so that we can live a life of holiness? Are we going to become like so busy 
with our world that we don't have time for good works, for service of others. This is the will of the Lord for us to produce fruit, each and every one of us, young and old, male and female, priest and layman, it doesn't matter. We've all received the mystery of the kingdom of God, we've all received that seed of the word, and we all have the ability to respond to our Lord's great mercy with repentance, with love, with faithfulness in our daily lives, regardless of what circumstance that we face. And it's true that for each of us, no matter what sins we've committed, no matter what problems we have, that our Lord is still looking and waiting for us to produce fruit. You remember the example of St. Mary of Egypt. She lived most of her life as a prostitute until she changed her life and became an example of righteousness. Remember St. Peter denied Christ at his trial before his crucifixion and then became the most senior of the apostles and a martyr. Think about King David, St. Paul, many other people who turned away from evil to embrace the mercy that the Lord is providing for them and give them a new life. Maybe we feel this morning that we've done our best actually to kill the seed that Christ has planted in our souls. Maybe we're in the midst of a spiritual drought, or maybe we can't even see a sprout because of all the weeds that have grown up in our lives. Maybe we feel far away from bearing fruit, from building up the church, from serving our neighbors. If that's the case, we should remember that the kingdom of God is all about mercy towards sinners like you and I. In our Lord Jesus Christ, there's always hope. There's always the promise of new life with the blessing and the peace of the kingdom of God. No matter how far we have to grow still in the Christian life, He's with us, ready to heal our sicknesses, ready to strengthen our weaknesses, ready to calm our passions, to enable us to serve Him, to serve the church, and his, which is His body. So in repentance and humility, it's time for us to become responsible for the great gift of salvation, the mystery of the kingdom that is ours in the Word of God in Christ Jesus. Instead of taking the Lord for granted, it's time to root out everything in our lives that tempt us from responding to Him with a good heart, from keeping His Word, from bearing fruit with patience. In the parable of the sower, our Lord Jesus Christ sets before everybody the same goal. Receive the Word, the word of God, with your entire heart. Receive it with a pure and good heart. It's impossible to express the attribute of a pure heart with better words than what St. Paul says. When he says, it's not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Christ who lives in me. The parable of the sower shows us that God does not save anyone without the participation of the person themselves. The sower puts into the heart of man the word that can create life. But we must open our hearts, accept the word, and bring it forth fruit. You know, when we pray our Father, in the liturgy we pray our Father several times. And we repeat the word, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. Christ is answering this expectation. He's saying the kingdom of God is within you. But this kingdom, if it's desired by us, according to Christ's word, is only attained by exertion. That means that the Lord is waiting our activity in service to God, in service to our neighbors, active pursuit of this personal perfection. 
May God continue to sow in us these seeds of His Word and allow us and give us the strength and the ability to prepare our hearts. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you.